This is Terry Moore. I have no bumpers. This is Terry Moore, and you're watching Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast, and I'm so glad you are. Death is not the end. It's Thinking Outside the Long Box. It's kind of like a dark dogma. <laughs> That was the first thing I got from this. I was like, it's pretty much the plot from Dogma. <laughs> pretty cool. Uh, yeah. It's like a road trip adventure to get to find God. To find death. But to find death. <laughs> and the main character is like trying to discover things about herself along the journey. Yeah. It's like, I mean, there's some differences, obviously, but it's, <laughs> it's very Dogma. So, death is only the beginning in your first look at Grimm. That's what we're talking about. Grimm from Boom Studios. Uh, it is the premiere. This is the, about the first book only. Uh, but it's written by acclaimed writer Stephanie Phillips. She did Harley Quinn and Wonder Woman. Uh, artist Flaviano. Uh, apparently, he only goes by one name. He was on the New Mutants. Colors Rico Renzi, known for Spider Gwen. Letterer Tom Napolitino, known for The Joker. With a story about a young woman with a macabre job and a mysterious death to solve her own. Came out in May of 2022. Yes, so we are on issue four now. Um, I think issue four just came out. I don't think issue five is out. Maybe it's out today. I don't know. Or, oh, yeah, today's new comic book. Yeah. Uh, but I will say, specifically, the lettering and the artwork is sick. It looks really good. It looks really good. I like the... I don't know that I've... I don't know that I've ever seen it, and or maybe I saw it and just didn't pay attention, but when... Um, Oh, shit. What is her name? Now I can't even remember her name. The main girl's name, Jessica. Jessica Haro. When Jessica transitions from like her demon skull face to transitioning back to Jessica, the lettering changes as she's talking, even though it's in the same letterbox. And I thought that was really unique. Like I, th I don't know. It's just a small little touch, but I thought it was cool. Rather than having like the demon speak and then Jessica speak, you just transition within the same bubble. I thought it was when, cool. When shops go that extra mile or when um, shops when comics go that extra mile it makes a difference even if it's just background for you right but like even saying like every time there's music or what like it's like in these whimsical like yeah. flowing notes yeah the characters when they're you know like when you get the end like the big grim reaper looking dude who's not the grim reaper <laughs> um when he's talking, it's all like blacked out and crazy. Yeah, and hers gets all evil, and when Death speaks, it's like a weird mix between like white and black bubbles. Like, yeah, it makes. I think it makes a difference. Yeah, I think it, I think it was cool. It's it's something that, like I said, if I've noticed it, I don't remember it, but I noticed it right away when I was reading this book, and I thought it was really cool. I most, thought most books don't go that extra mile. The books that do, I've noticed, and like this book does. So, four issues. The four issues are all about Jessica being like essentially the Grim Reaper. She's jobs a, out. She's a Reaper. Yeah, yeah but like she's yeah. so the Death, who we all know as the kind of the Grim Reaper. Essentially, yeah. he's parted out these jobs to these other Reapers who bring you from the 
living yes. life to the death life. He, out, he outsourced his jobs to China. There you go. He outsourced the job. Yeah. <laughs> and so you find in the first issue, this dude drink, drinks and drives, and he obviously kills himself in an accident. Yeah. And she's there to like transition him into death. <clears throat> he steals her Sith to her, her to go visit his ex girlfriend, who he had talked to before he died, um, hoping that I'm guessing, hoping that she would notice him and and they could be together. And then she has to go find the the Sith <clears throat> and kind of bring it back. Is it pronounced Sith or Scythe? I think it's Sith. I don't know. I could be wrong. I thought it was Scythe, but I don't know either. Most people probably don't even know what the fuck we're talking about. It's the Grim Reaper <laughs> weapon. Yes, it's the it's, big staff with the you, blade you, at the end. You, you, like, <laughs> cut down old style crops. <laughs> but most people I thought like, it was Scythe, but to be honest, I don't have 100% of that either, so we don't really know. But uh, it, it's about Jessica and her two friends. Essentially, at this point, they're all in trouble. And so now they're trying to find out who Jessica really is because she's the only one out of all of them who doesn't remember da- dying. When she, So to cross the river sticks, you need a reaper's scythe, it seems like. So that's why the reapers go get the dead people, bring them back. The guy steals her scythe so she can't get back across the river sticks. So she gets the help of two other reapers. A character from like who died in the late eighteen hundreds and some like rock and roller. <laughs> who I don't know if it's a real it's rock like and Leonard roller Skinner or, not, or yeah. some shit, yeah. <laughs> to uh, get her back across and when she goes to get her sit slash scythe back, um, she interacts with a living being, which is something that they're not supposed to be able to do. Yeah. Which causes some kind of imbalance. They're they're essentially yes. ghosts, so yes. people just go through them like a ghost. Yes, generally. So it causes an imbalance in the force. Uh, Dagobah was blown, <laughs> and now the end is out to massacre. Well, lots of people. It seems like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and just straight up like. Ace is a Mexican village because he's like <laughs> the balance must be restored. And evidently, that's way out of whack because. Because that happens. But yeah, it's... I don't understand the end. Like, it, it, I know that they explain that he keeps balance in the world. That's what I'm saying. But I thought it was like the Grim Reaper. Like, he comes across as the Grim Reaper. He does. <laughs> That's why I introed it with death is not the end, because they're not the same person. But, yeah, I mean, he very he looks very Reaper-ish. Yeah. Like, he's very... And he's killing people by touching yeah, them. He is the prototypical re- Reaper. <laughs> Uh, he's even killing reapers by reapering them. <laughs> so, but he, he's not the reaper. Nope. And at first, I thought. So I will say when they so she gets uh, punished by being, you know, they take her side of the way she's on um, temporary suspension because she interacted with she the living somehow. With the living somehow, I think mainly mainly because. She went back across the river sticks, got her shit stolen, right. and then happened to interact. So it was bad. So she wants to see her file because she's the only Reaper that doesn't remember how she was deaded. And her friends help her, and she sees her file, and she sees her birth, not her death. Right. Which, in my mind, I thought she was going to actually be the Reaper. Because, like, they said the Grim Reaper was lost, had been gone. Right. So I thought, like, maybe what if the Grim Reaper decided to be born? And that's why he was gone. And maybe he died when he was born. But that's not the case. <laughs> At least we don't think that's the case. But then she could use the Reaper's <laughs> weapon, which 
Only Nobody the, else could do. Can use. So yeah. I was like, ah, she is the Reaper. <laughs> and then she goes to find the Reaper, and then she's not the Reaper. <laughs> she finds him. It's a dude yeah. who likes pie, apparently. Yeah, who likes just junk food and is living in the Inferno. <laughs> Which is a club. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. A hotel. On the 13th floor, that doesn't exist. <laughs> that just like croaked the shit out of the end of that. So uh, yeah, we I I didn't know if this was gonna be like last time where you surprised me with a with a with a comic book that was already ended after three or four issues. I thought that was gonna be this, and I get to the end, and Reaper is like, you know, let's have some pie or whatever, and it doesn't end. And so I was like, oh shit, like I gotta keep reading this book then because yeah. it's it's actually really good. I do, I really like it, and it's um, the fifth book will be in stores on September twenty eighth. I just in a couple weeks, so. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know if it ends. I heard it was like one through five, but it doesn't seem like they can end it in one. If they do, it's going to be rushed. So I thought you chose this because Zoo or Zoo happens to have a alternate cover of issue number one. I think Zoo or Zoo has an alternate cover of a lot of things. And that's the issue. She has an issue of the comic book that we just talked about, too. So I thought maybe you just kind of were like, ah, let's do another one. And I don't know if that was a thing in your brain or if that just oh. happens to be a coincidence. <laughs> no. So basically, I mean, it could have been. Grim is just a book that I have. It's on my pull list and I hadn't gotten to it yet. And I wanted to read a different book that I just got from Jeff Lemire, um, which was their like Kickstarter graphic novel, but we couldn't oh, find it anywhere right. online for Juan to read. Um, and I've been waiting for that damn book for like two years. It <laughs> took fucking forever to get that shit. It's like Cosmic Detective, I think it's called. <laughs> I but think Juan, it is Cosmic uh, Detective. Juan couldn't find it online, so we decided to switch it up. So I kind of just went through my pool, and I was like, what haven't I read yet that I want to read most? And... I was like, Grimm's on three. This will be good. And then I popped in at the nerd store just because I pop in there every once in a while. And there happened to be the fourth one out. So I was like, oh, shit. So that's that's kind of how it happened. It does kind of look like it'll end on the fifth one. That's what I had read is that it was just like just a one through five. It seems to me like that fifth issue is going to be very um, – Rushed because there's a lot of shit that has to be revealed. Yeah, still. like we don't know who or what the end is. <laughs> we barely figured out who Death was, and he's not what we thought he was. <laughs> Some dude, and she, we don't know anything about her yet. And and if this does end, and even if they can end it compellingly in one um, issue, to me this is kind of a part of the downfall of comic stories, in my opinion, is that everybody's trying to either wrap things up or at least wrap up a segment inside an easy um, trade paperback. And I get it for money-wise, because you just want to have Isn't that, that seven issues? No, a lot of them are four or five. Really? Some, I, there are some bigger ones that are seven. There's some bigger ones that are 30 but like your 14.99 trade paperback is usually five issues ish between like four and seven right i've seen some bigger ones too but um and it's just like i just wish you just let the story breathe a little bit because even this though i really do like it it already feels a little rushed to me do you think that that's a product of us 
and I don't mean us like specifically. Oh, I but mean there. I know that there's plenty of people who are like, ah, second issue didn't get me. I'm not fucking reading it anymore. I don't think it's a product of the people who actually read the comics. I think it is a bit of a product of how comics have transitioned into just a collectible for a lot of people. So a lot of people are on like the first, the second issue for financial reasons, maybe the third, cause you still are getting a couple first appearances and then they're out. And that's probably like almost 50% of the comic book buying community at this point. Um, just watching whatnot, seeing that there's a lot of people who are just buying comics just to buy the comics. <laughs> And sometimes I do just for the cover. If I think something's sick, like I said, like I was telling you, I don't collect Spider-Man, but if a new Spider-Man or Spider-Gwen or something is coming out, like I'm going to buy it. Like issue 1000 or whatever amazing comics just came out. Like, oh yeah, I bought it. (laughs) I could give a shit less about (laughs) Spider-Man. That's why I offloaded some Spider-Man stuff I want. I could care a lot about Spider-Man. I like Spider-Man. It's not that I don't like Spider-Man. It's just like there's... His background story is the same as everyone else's to me, and, like, he's never portrayed accurately to me, and, like, half of his stories, I I would, and this is, like, I think most Spider-Man fans will even agree, I think more than half of his stories are not good. Probably. The ones that are good are amazing. There are, like, some amazing Amazing runs and amazing issues of Spider-Man. Yes. (laughs) That is is true. So so I I liked the cartoon... I loved the cartoon. It was amazing. Yeah. So when I started collecting books, and John from Hall of Justice helped me, I was like, well, what do I want my first, like, real one big collection to be? And you picked and one I of felt the most like, expensive ones. Well, I, I felt like maybe it was the one, like, where some of those older ones are a little easier to get, because I have a shit ton of them. Um, I think I'm only missing from one to one hundred. I think I'm only missing like ten, um, and they're probably the most oh, expensive yeah, fucking like ones. After <clears throat> a lot of comics are like that too. Like even like Fantastic Four, X Men. The like the initial runs are hard to get. Like X Men's up to like twenty, up to the twenty, and there are books that are not as expensive, but there are a lot of books up to twenty that there's they're pretty fucking expensive, right? Um, and then you get to like. Not that expensive, and then you hit a few keys here and there that are right. 100, 150, 500, and you get the same thing with Amazing Spider Man. But, like, yeah, those first like 10 books are fucking a lot, yeah. And Amazing uh, Fantasy specifically is like you got a car payment. <laughs> I think my run through 300, I'm probably only missing 50 books, which is is crazy to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a big run. The and so that's why I was like, I want something that has a little bit of depth, and I want something that I I I've always enjoyed Spider Man. So I was like, I'll choose that. That's why I ended up choosing yeah. Spider Man. It wasn't an affinity for me, like because I don't. I came into comic books really late sure. into what we, you know, what you, maybe you or Gabe or whoever else has come in. So I never had the affinity for like I remember reading these when I was a kid. It was just a real decisive choice to be like, I think that's gonna just be the one that I choose and the one big collection that I'll always have. And honestly, the, the stuff that I collect the most right now isn't the stuff that I read as a little kid. It's like before my time as a little kid. I first got like I, fr- I mean the first comic book I can remember reading is Spawn. I my friend gave me a Spawn and I'm not and I know my brother had comics before that. I know I probably read some comics before that, but I just probably don't remember it. And I probably was just looking at pictures, honestly. <laughs> but I remember getting like Spawn, the trade paperback, and I read it, and I was like, "This is fucking sick." 
and then I asked my mom, I was like, we go get spawns, and we got a couple more spawns, and then my mom read the spawns, and she was like, what the fuck are you reading? <laughs> took all the spawns away. Because, um, like, the first issue is, like, pedophile ice cream man murderer. Right. And I think she made it, like, halfway through book one. It was like, you can't read this. Like, it's kind of I can. Yeah. <laughs> they taught me how to read in school. Did. Yeah. And so she took it away. And then after that, I got on very PC titles because I still like comics. That's when I got into Green Lantern very heavily. That's when I got into Superman very heavily, Batman uh, very heavily. And be- also because of the Batman TV show. And then the same thing with – I did read a lot of Spider-Man back then and X-Men. But as I kept reading, a lot of the Spider-Man books were junk. Like, just it was the same. Spider-Man gets his ass kicked and wins at the end. Spider-Man gets his ass kicked and wins at the end. There's usually some moral story involved. Like, it's just, eh. X-Men was really good at the time, so I loved X-Men. Kept up with that. Um, Love Fantastic Four. Probably Fantastic Four and Teen Titans probably the most out of everything. Fantastic Four and Daredevil, I have very giant runs of and most of the biggest books, but only because I started collecting them before. Uh, Everything skyrocketed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If I didn't, I wouldn't own them now. Because people are like, you have Fantastic Four number one? I was like, yeah, when I bought it, it was a lot, but it was not a lot. Like, today is a lot. Like, it was like $800 a lot. Like, not $15,000, $16,000 a lot. So, uh, and Fantastic Four, the most expensive comic I ever bought was Fantastic Four number five, but I also traded for all but $800 of it. So I think $800 might be the most I've ever spent on one comic book. It's a lot. Cash-wise. I don't know that I've spent... <laughs> no, maybe, that's not true. Maybe like 100 bucks or so is the most I've ever spent on a comic book. The most I have ever spent... Actually, that's not true. The most I ever spent is the first appearance of Brainiac, and that was like $1,100. And I don't regret that, because that's like a stable book. Yeah, sure. Um, and I can't give you a shit about Spider-Man, because I I collect Superman, and that, shit, and that shit's going to be a billion dollars eventually. <laughs> I, I, that's the thing, right? Like, uh, you, uh, with the popularity of this shit, that collection down there is probably worth fucking way more than what I originally bought all of those Absolutely. books for. If you, and especially so, if you've been buying them since you first met John, yeah. without a doubt. A, probably a fraction of that. You could probably make up what you spend in it in like 10 books if you pull the right <laughs> 10 books. The, I think the the one that I re- obviously is the Punisher. That's the one that I'm like, God, I, I'm, I would spend the thousand or whatever the fuck dollars it is probably to buy that book. Because it's 1500 ish right yeah. now to get a mid grade copy. So, because it's, it's, it's up there. Like, I have Carnage, I have Venom, I have the their thing. first appearances. You I, should buy it sooner than later. <laughs> It's going to get more expensive here soon. We're on a comic book dip right now. And this goes for a lot of people collecting comics. If you can afford it and not put yourself out because who knows where the economy is Yeah, don't is right buy now. it hoping that it's going to be worth more money. No, it, it will be. But like, I'm just saying, yeah, like, don't like, spend your life savings on something when no, you don't fucking don't know. Don't go broke. Yeah. <laughs> um, I put myself in financial straits a lot with some of these bigger comics because I personally – I use comic books – like people invest in like some of these bigger books I bought. Like I love the fantastic four when the right time comes to sell it all. 
I will. But I'm not planning on that until I'm 50, 60 right. years old. Like, and if I go before that, it'll go to somebody else. <laughs> but um, those bigger books, those like huge books, even though we're at a dip now and they're going down, those will go back up. Right. Like right now is the time to buy the, like that Punisher book. That is the right time to buy. <laughs> it's definitely the right time to buy the Carnage and Venom books. Those are going down. I have those. Significantly. So yeah. it's like – even if you if you're a big Venom, I would buy extra copies. Like if you can afford it. <laughs> like I'm going to Vegas. Like the book that I'm looking for is the first Bizarro. It's Superboy '68. It's like a thousand dollar book. I got twelve hundred bucks set aside just for that book. <laughs> but DC keys aren't as collectible at the current market. But there's no way in hell that the first DC biggest bad guys are not going to slowly go up in value. Forever, Black Adam. I don't know what the. What, I mean, I, oh, I guarantee the Rock. Zam, you're getting pretty hard. Yeah, I was gonna um, say, I guarantee the Rock has made that fucking pretty. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty expensive. And some of them are like, I mean, like, I would love to get the first appearance of like Solomon Grundy, but it's like a shit copy. It's like two thousand dollars. <laughs> like, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> Was he cat? Like I don't. The, everything I've seen of him not in comic book form is just kind of meh. That's that's so, what it is. Okay, <laughs> but his first appearance is from like 1939 or some shit, like right? That. So it's that's fucking wild. It's part of it's that's partly, crazy. It's partly because he's a cool bad guy in the comics, and it's partly just because it's fucking old and you can't find it. That's what I don't understand about DC, man. There's they their breadth of characters and IP that they can use is fucking ginormous. It's because they're not they're just doing not good at it. They're not doing what Marvel did. And Marvel did do the same stupid shit DC's doing now before. They're just hiring people who make movies. They're not finding the Kevin Feige of the right. DC universe and that motherfucker's out there. Like you just got I think go. they just I think they did just hire somebody for that position. I don't know his name though. You need someone like that. You need uh, and like they're out, like Nicolas Cage is a huge DC fan. I'm not saying he should be in the movies, but if you want to get somebody to like actually break down some character line stuff, he's he's up there. Like he knows his shit. You need somebody <laughs> who, because Kevin Feige, his whole job is only Marvel. Yeah. Like a lot of the time, you get a lot of execs who work on this movie, Fast and Furious. Right. They work on that movie, but Kevin Feige's whole role is to control what happens in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> so that's what they need. They don't need another executive to just do a Black Adam and then another whole team to do whatever. Like they need that. And they need someone to come along and be like, what are the most compelling stories that have ever happened in these comics? Right. <clears throat> and I mean, you can just look at the comics. Like, the first appearance of Doomsday is still a sub $75 book in a newsstand. You have one the biggest bad guys in DC Comics as far as power wise goes. His book's worth nothing. Why? Because the story's not compelling. Right. It was a flop. So why the fuck did you make that movie <laughs> when you have almost a hundred years of stories to go off of? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the other stories are compelling. The other stories are there. They're just not looking for them. They're not finding them. They just wanted to make big shit. And Marvel did the same thing. You get the daredevils in the past that are just fucking, what the fuck was this yeah, movie? For like, sure. And then they righted the ship, and I mean, they do. I mean, nobody knew. No, who knew Guardians of the Galaxy was going to be something? But when that's all you focus on, when that's yeah, I like, the I think one they knew. fucking thing you do, like it came out perfect. Well, I think at that point they just had a recipe, right. and they were just like, "This is going to be good." I think they knew. Like, 
I was excited about it because I just like space shit and I like I my two favorite subgenres are like underwater shit and space shit. <laughs> Those are my favorite things. Underwater space. <laughs> 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 and that's why, like, I've always loved the Submariner because it's like Atlantis shit, right? Like, under under the water has been cool to me, and I probably only like Submariner more than Aquaman because I found about Submariner first before Aquaman, right? Honestly, well, and Aquaman, I don't think they write him true to his character, um, so it's just man to me. But I, <laughs> I mean, I just bought an old issue of Aquaman number six for like sixty bucks, so it's not like I don't appreciate the character as well, but. Yeah, I think like A Grimm was great. I like reading these new comics. Yeah, I feel I thought Grimm was really good, for sure. Um I've been considering lately is like do you does it make sense to just start getting the newer this is just a personal thought. Does it make sense to just start getting the newer comics in online form to just save money? Cuz it's just like for the most part I mean, I get why you still get Spider-Man cuz you're just collecting Spider-Man. But for the most part it's just three ninety nine, you're never going to see again, unless you randomly get, you know, a hit book like something that's killing get, the children. But or, like you said, it's it, sometimes it's good bartering. You know what I mean? Like I have hundreds of books books down there that I've read once, and I'm like, ah, that's pretty cool. Like I I may not ever read you again. We'll see. But if you know, if I come to the table with a hundred dollar books. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I, and I want to trade them for something that's a $200 book. I pay $100, you get 100 books. Like there you go. Cool. You know what I mean? So it was that makes it worth it. I don't I don't generally collect a lot of stuff. Like a lot of Evil Dead shit I collect cuz it's silly and it's funny and I would probably go back and read them. Yeah. Um but I, I don't generally collect a lot of stuff that I don't think that I would go back to unless John just puts it in there because he thinks I'd like it. Yeah. And then I'm like, "Ah, oh, this was cool or it wasn't. I don't care." You know what I mean, but I, I like book form. I, I'm not a big online guy. I definitely prefer to read something in my hand, which is, I mean, like we read Grimm. I had all the copies of Grimm, read them through. I've been buying all the metal covers, um, metal variants. I don't know if they're actually metal or not. Foil variants. Yeah, yeah. The fuck they are. I don't know. Foils metal. Yeah. <laughs> but I definitely prefer to. Yeah, I mean. I say I contemplate. I know I'm not going to. (laughs) I know a lot of people have transitioned. It hurt. It hurts your. It hurts small businesses. Yes, that's the other reason why I won't do it. Um, And randomly, you just get books that are all of a sudden worth a gazillion dollars, like Iron Man number fifty four. I was looking at books to take with me to trade potentially in Vegas as well. Uh, I mean, I'm taking cash too, but I wanted to be. And I wanted to take 2000 cash, which I'm going to, and equivalent trade, just in case I see something bigger that I want there. And I was looking through, like, keys, and Iron Man 54, I only bought because I collect Submariner, and I collect Submariner crossover covers. Right. I don't collect Iron Man covers. And all of a sudden, that book's worth, like, $300. Because <laughs> it's, like... The first appearance of Madame McEvil, a daughter of Drax, later referred to by the name as Moondragon, because I think she's like confirmed maybe to be in the third movie or something. Huh. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking offload this book, even though it's part of my personal collection because I don't know if you've seen the cover. The cover is sick. 
Oh, that's cool. It's Iron Man fighting Submariner. Right. Um, and he's fighting him in water, so he stands no chance. I don't know why you would do that. <laughs> uh, but that's why I bought the book. I got the book for I, – I would be shocked if it was $5 uh, <laughs> at the time. <laughs> but – I, I was looking at a whatnot stream and I was looking through their buy it now section and I scrolled through and I was like, $350. <laughs> Literally like a week ago. Like this just happened to me. And then I started pulling out my comics. I was like, sure enough, there it is. It's like in near mint condition. And I was like, the high end, you get up to 500 bucks nice. in this fucking book. I was like, Jesus. Isn't Christ. that grading system fucking weird? Yeah. Near, like, I hate comic grading. It doesn't make any sense to me. And it's so subjective. <laughs> I have one I'll talk to you off podcast here in a second about. But um, but yeah, if you like comics, I think Grimm is like a great read right now. Definitely. Um, we, the art is cool. We didn't talk. I mean, we talked a little bit about the art, but the art looks great. The art is sick. And they do this cool thing that I don't know if I've ever noticed before. I don't know if it's ever. I'm sure it has been. But they have like movie style splash pages in the middle, and I mean it's the dumbest things. It adds nothing to the comic. <laughs> it's just like you know how like you'll be watching a TV show, and then all of a sudden it'll cut. And it'll be like the the title page for the TV show, right? It's like boom, and like Grimm does the same thing in comic form. Like you'll be reading it, and then you flip over, and it's just like a two page spread, and it's just like Grimm across <laughs> it, and it's fucking cool. <laughs> like it adds nothing to the story. But I feel like they put a shit ton of effort in like the nuance of like making the book look really good. Boom, like the lettering and everything else. Boom goes. is creator owned, isn't it? I'm not sure. I can't remember if their stories are creator owned or not. They're fucking killing it right now, though. I know that. <clears throat> well, I know that you can take a lot more chances with shit when it's not when it's your own thing. You know what I mean? And that's probably why a lot of bigger titles don't do shit like that. Cause as you're beholden to some fucking dude in a suit somewhere being like, nah, that's not, don't do that in Superman. And see, even those, I don't know why they don't just do it and just do what if shit all the time. If I ran DC that I would have constant, like little 10 book shots of like, this is like a weird ass Superman story. Like, <laughs> who gives a fuck? It doesn't interact in continuity with regular Superman, it doesn't matter. Right. If it flops, uh, but it might fucking be amazing. Right. And like some of the coolest shit has happened that way. Like, and it's not like the character's untouchable. He fucking fought Muhammad Ali once. Like, <laughs> he can survive. He fought Dracula. Yeah, he can survive anything. <laughs> I like when those fights happen that are just like so. Like, Superman would just rip him the fuck apart. <laughs> I love. I mean, we don't we don't talk about it a ton because there's a lot more in pop culture. There's way more. I mean, the more popular things, and I I honestly think comic books just in the guise of pop culture is probably not high up there anymore. Um, I would say it's high up there, but it's on it's like on the low end of high up there. Uh, yeah, I don't think comic book reading is high up there. I think that like Collecting, obviously they're making comic book items, so yes. it's become much more popular. Collecting. Is up there. Right. In the collectible worlds, I feel like it's top 10. I've recently been looking at sports card collecting. Holy shit. That's some money game right there. <laughs> Dude, fucking new rookie cards of players who haven't played yet. $15,000. Shit. I'm like, what the fuck? I have no interest in sports cards. I like I, sports. I love sports, but I have no interest I in I have cards. interest in things that can randomly make me $40,000. <laughs> I just like like comic books is cool because 
randomly it can be worth something, but I also get enjoyment from reading it. And a sports card is just like, ah, it's just a card. I have some nostalgic interest in cards. I've thought about buying some older cards that, because I did used to collect cards when I was little. Mm. But the newer shit, like, doesn't impress me at all. But, like, I do remember having the old basketball cards and, like, the old, um, I forget what it is, but there used to be like a Dunkin' Donuts like splash card that was like clear and it had Dunkin' Donuts written on one side and it had the basketball player. And I remember for a long time I was trying to collect all those. And like those are like those like nostalgic old cards, old players. And because I just don't even get into sports as much as I used to. So it's like the it's like wrestling to me. Like the old players are the ones that are like nostalgically cool to me. I remember shit about them. I love sports. Same thing with <laughs> same thing with wrestling. Well, I can watch it and be super entertained, but I don't love it enough to be like, I'm gonna follow the careers of these people because I just don't care enough anymore. I don't know that I follow careers of anybody because I'm not good at that. Like when I read a book. I'm not good at knowing who the author is and knowing who wrote it and knowing who drew it. Like, I'm just, that's shit that I'm not really good at. Um, I'm good at following the story and learning the lore of the story you're putting me in, but I'm shit when it comes to be like, who wrote that Superman? I don't fucking know. I, I don't know that shit. And so I'm just not good at career wa- building, watching shit. I want to say I'm good at it, but I know people who are real good at it and I'm not. <laughs> I'm pretty good at it in comics. But there are people who are like, who wrote Superman 209? And they're like, oh, that was the movie. Like, what the fuck? How do you know that? There are 85,000 Superman comic books. Um, but there are people out there who do that shit. But I used to, when I was a kid, like, I used to, like, follow, like, Barry Sanders' stats and right. stuff. And, like, and I remember, like, when Barry Sanders, like, the people were talking, like, he's going to break all the records and he retired early. And then I remember Emmett Smith. And I remember, like, you know, following his, like, run up through breaking the record. So I was like, that shit, like, I got into back in the day. Or, like, wrestling, I used to get back into the storylines mm-hmm. of the characters, like, Ultimate Warrior and all this shit. And, like, now I just don't give a fuck. Like, mm-hmm. Undertaker's gone. Everybody's gone that I cared about. So it's just, like, now it's just me. <laughs> For me, like, especially football. Yeah, once we, Eddie Guerrero left, I was out. That was the end of my wrestling. He died. <laughs> well, he left. <laughs> Uh, for me, like we just, I just did a fantasy football draft on Sunday, and a lot of that even is less about like knowing all of my stats and more about like talking shit with people and having fun. But you're gonna talk more shit if you know. That's what I'm saying. That's why I would do it because it's fun. We got together. We had a huge uh, fucking like potluck thing. It was a good time. Um, Back to comics really quick because we've it seemed really long. We've only been gone for thirty three minutes, so it's actually not too long. Um, do you do the app whose name I could no longer fucking remember? It was just in my head where you scan in your books and it keeps track of all of your whole collection and shit. I can't fucking no, remember but what I it's need called to do now. That. I've been thinking about trying to do that recently. Because they switched it over. It used to be like I you have, paid for it and you yeah. got it forever, but now you pay monthly for I it. I have Key Collector. And I have short boxed, and you can probably do it on one of those. I can't remember what the fuck it was called now. Um, I just recently was like looking into what's the best app to do this in, because I noticed recently that I buy the same comic books over and over. <laughs> That's why when you're like, "What are you? When you're going to go to Vegas? Do you need anything for Spider Man?" I was like, "Fuck, I don't know. I got to try and figure that out." Yeah, you should. You should pick. I mean, like, I don't know what you're. Capital it's l- looks like literally CLZ comic book co- collector. That's the one. That's the most popular one that I hear people do- using. I don't know what your. I'm going to talk about this off stage, but um, yeah. But it's so I, currently the biggest runs that I'm working on are Superman's girlfriend Lois Lane, 
Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen and Blue Beetle. Well, and the Shadow, but only Golden Age the Shadow, and they don't exist as far as I can tell. So <laughs> I find like a book every couple months that I see, and usually the person wants $800 for a book that's falling the fuck apart. And I'm not going to do that because they're worth about 200 in like mid grade. But like literally every time I see one on eBay, it's like detached cover. The back covers at my Aunt Susan's house, $800. <laughs> <laughs> so not paying that. Um, but so those are the. The runs I'm collecting, and I've been buying like a lot of like Lois Lane books and shit. And then I, I was finally like, or I mean, I had them pretty well organized, but I was like organizing, organizing them right over this last couple of weeks to see like what I want to look for in Vegas. And I noticed I have like three copies of this Lois Lane book, two copies of that one, fucking six copies of another <laughs> one that I didn't even know that I had. I was like, damn, I bought a lot of copies. And it's like, it's because it's a cool cover, so I think I meant to buy more than one. But then I think every time I've seen it like pop up on whatnot or something, I just bought it again. Because so I, <laughs> I haven't read them all. Um, I've read a lot of, like, I think I've read like the first 50 in like trade form, but I haven't read all of them beyond that. But so I have like a lot of duplicates. So I definitely need to work on that because, yeah, I mean, they're like 20, 30 bucks a pop. Like, I don't want to keep buying the same shit over and over and over again. So I don't know if the, if, oh, it does. So you can get both the web uh, based software and the app for your phone for $40 a year. Okay, that's what I was looking at because I, I want to get one that works when you don't have access to the internet because at cons you just fucking don't hmm. sometimes. Right. I think as far as your collection, it's showing your collection. I don't think you need the internet. That's what I'm saying. I don't think you need the internet. So on one of the ones I have, I was looking at it and you do. Like it won't populate if you don't have Wi-Fi access. This is the one. This used to be you just plunked down 30 or $40 and you just got it. They switched over to a monthly and a yearly thing. But this was you literally just have a scan. The app has a, a scanner. You barcode it and bam, it pops up the fucking what it is, the cover and all that shit. And you can just put it in your collection. I know that. That's uh, cool for I know books. that Smitty uses it. And it's good for everything. It's well, good so for all your books. books don't have barcodes. I think you for those, you got to search it yeah. through their database or some shit. But I think if you were to go through the if you were to go into like the ccb the colorado comic book enthusiast and just ask i bet you would get people using this one the most yeah i'm, I'm if that's what it is and like i can look at it offline then i'm gonna fucking get it before i go here this week because again 40 bucks like that's two books that i bought twice on accident yeah you know, a one. year that's nothing yeah but all right well definitely go read grim we i know on every episode today we sent to seem to go off topic a little bit <laughs> Go read Grimm. We both enjoyed it. I, I give it a thumbs up. I don't know how to rate a comic book, but I definitely give it a thumbs up. I'd read it. I, I would continue to read it. Of of current books I'm reading, it's very up there. It's up there with Twig is real good. If you're not reading Twig. I don't know what that is. Something that's called the Children is real amazing. I've heard a lot of good things about that. So, yeah, that's fucking like a $2,000 9.8 for a first edition. Number one. <laughs> it pissed me the fuck off. Because it's like a book I would have fucking picked up, and I just didn't have my run active at the time because I was helping people with COVID fucking money. And then that would 100% been on my pull list because it's right up my alley. And then I go – as soon as I find out about it, I go to look into it, and I'm like – well, John's like, I got a number one. It was like a variant. It's like $2,000. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then I look online, and it's like even like a normal number one. It's like a grand 1200 I'm like, when you collect silver and golden age books, like it's like I can't – consciously spend that much money <laughs> just 
came out because I think about The Walking Dead and like issue number one was 2,000, 2,200 oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and it's dropping down now. So it's like, and I did get rid of mine. I got rid of my first 40 plus issue, more than that actually, in a trade for an old Fantastic Four, well, two old Fantastic Four books and some cash, but which makes, I'm glad I did that now, but I would have never bought it at the height. Because it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> I remember when it went the, the number one Walking Dead went for a thousand bucks at auction while it was while it was going while this while it was still in a thing like that's a, a weird thing. I think you know, the for, highest <clears throat> average prices I saw while it was still a thing while it was still going was over two thousand on eBay. But I remember like the yeah. that was a big article like because not a lot of modern comic books do that like a thousand dollars, but it obviously had the help of a TV show and shit. So I that's mean, what's crazy about. On this there's fucking no TV shows. <laughs> I mean, it's it's optioned, but that doesn't mean it's going to get made, right? Lots of shit gets optioned. <laughs> uh, yeah, go read it. Uh, Boom Studios. Uh, you, there's it's not expensive, right? You can buy it for cover price. I'm sure at this yeah. point, still. Like I told Four you, like I was getting whatever. like the metal or foil <laughs> virgin variants for like six ninety nine, seven ninety nine. Yeah, so go check it out at your local comic book shop. Uh, you can get all four of them right now for probably thirty bucks. Um, but go read it. It's a fun book. It looks great. The lettering and all that looks good. Uh, until next time, the next four episodes Fucking will be very rated first print. Something is killing the children. Four hundred and sixty nine dollars. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, that's okay. You can pay it. You can afford it. You got deep pockets. I can't afford it. <laughs> it's, not, it's not where I want to be. The next four episodes are going to be very, very Tolkien heavy. <laughs> So be prepared. We are. Uh, we are trying to give shit away. Like, I don't know how to do this without people being like, I want free shit. Like, I don't get it. Uh, we're trying to give away comic books. I'm going to give away real books. I'm trying to buy. I have five DVDs that I want to give away. Yeah. Uh, we're, I'm gonna, we want to give you guys shit. Yeah. And you don't want the shit. <laughs> Just interact. Come on our Facebook, our Which Twitter, weird, our Instagram. Because I know people like free shit. <laughs> You literally have to do nothing. If you're subscribed to the YouTube oh. channel or if you like us on Facebook or on any of our other socials, you'll find out that we're giving free stuff away every once Something in a while. Something is killing the children 1 through 25, all first prints for six seventy five. Oh, there you go. That's actually considerable. Until next time, I've been Juan. I'm Doyle. We will catch you guys later. Later. Bye. Bye. on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, and YouTube for behind-the-scenes information and more content! Thinking Outside the Long Box is a barren space production! Ah!